It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everybody. This is the Cricket Badger podcast. Each badger marks the track with its own scent. His black legs are short but very powerful for digging. The name badger probably comes from the French word bêche, meaning digger. Hello everybody, welcome along another edition of the Cricket Badger podcast and this is one that I've been looking forward to. There's been so much stuff that's riled me up and made me a bit cross in the world of cricket and indeed politics and beyond in recent times. I found myself just whinging and moaning about stuff. Today is an opportunity to talk about why we love cricket. What is it about this sport that makes us so excited what fills us with passion and enthusiasm when it comes to the sport of cricket? It's quite a nice time to actually be reminded about that. And to do that, it's the 14th of February today, Valentine's Day. And we wanted to mark the occasion, not by saying I love you, but I love you badges anyway, but by saying, by rewarding rather, the people who, to me and to my fan badges, have shown passion for the game, shown enthusiasm for the game and have uh, basically a cricket badges, bona fide cricket badges. So what we've done is we've set up the set up the set of fame. Badges live in a set. If you don't, if you didn't know that, that's where badges live. The set of fame where we're going to basically induct four people every 14th of February to basically declare our love for cricket. And today I am going to be joined separately by four different people who are the first inductees into the Cricket Badger podcast set of fame. And I am delighted to say I am going to be joined on the podcast now by Jacob Lunn, our first winner and our first inductee into the Cricket Badger set of fame. I came across Jacob when his parents got in touch with me and said he was a big fan of the Cricket Badger podcast. I've always had a soft spot for him ever since then. But he basically recorded a couple of jingles, which are on regularly on the Cricket Badger podcast. Uh, and Jacob, you're basically been awarded the first place in the Hall of Fame for, and this is what I've written down here. So 
I'm going to read. I'm going to look down and read this. Jacob Lunn, for being an inspiration to people with autism, and such an obvious cricket badger, whose passion for the sport reminds us all of what it's like to be a youngster falling in love with cricket. Jacob, you are a cricket badger, aren't you? Hello, yeah. by the way. Welcome. Hello. Congratulations. And you, you are a cricket badger, aren't you? Yes. I, I mean, I see you tweet a lot. Tell me your favourite team. Somerset. And you live down in Somerset. Do you get along yeah. to Taunton a lot? All the time at Taunton. You are. And you. how do you think they are at the moment? How do you, Who are your favourite players in that Somerset side? Tom Abel, Jack Leach. I mean, they're looking good for the season. They've made two not obvious signings, but steady. And, you know, they're not going to fail, but they're not going to, um, like, be the best in the league, but they're not going to be the worst. And they're quite consistent. And I think that's what Somerset need. Because in yeah. the past, they've got to second, but they lose some silly games. Always second, Somerset, aren't they? Yeah. It's annoying. <laughs> um, I saw on Twitter recently, Jacob, and one of the things that uh, um, made me decide upon you as one of the four inductees is your your tweets. You're regularly tweeting about the sport, and uh, you were basically stalking Tom Abel on Twitter the other day, weren't you? Tell us about that. I had this idea because I saw another account do the same thing with another player. And they were saying, like, day one of getting this player to reply. So I sort of copied them <laughs> and did it for Tom Abel. And I did five days and then he commented on day one. Uh, hey, buddy, thank you for all the support. Hope all the best for the season, Tom Abel. And then, then Ben Duckett decided to reply and asked for a reply too. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me how old are you jacob now uh 12 you're 12 i can't remember what it's like to be 12 um but i, I can actually because when i was 12 um and i think this is one of the reasons i wanted to have a young person as one of the winners on this was that i can remember what it was like to be a cricket fan when i was 12 years old or around that age when the world's a big big world and you got when you look out onto that pitch your your heroes are out there and you queue up for autographs. You want to be them. You want to play like them. And you want to basically you fall in love with cricket. Would you say you're in love with cricket? And do you want to You want yeah. to basically, when you get wizened and old like me, you want to still be in love with the game? Yeah. It, it's just good because it's quite strange. Because when you turn up to events, you've got me, the youngest by nearly 40 years, and then you don't see many other young people and it's, I, I just wish there was more because they don't know what it's like. But other sports like football, it feels more like you're following it a bit more than being involved in it. Mm. And so what events do you go along to then? You go along to see them speak and things at dinners, do you? And... Yeah, so a week tomorrow... No, on Friday, what day was it? Last Friday, um, uh, there was a Marcus Tristothic pavilion opening. I went along to that and there was 50 members. 
and like we go to the winter cover at Somerset once a year, twice a year. And I've got and I'm a Somerset member, so I'm down there most days in the summer. And I do a lot of training down there. Who is it that got you into cricket then? Is it your mum or your dad? Dad. Your dad, does he play? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you, you play as well, don't you? I've seen you with your kit yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. What, what 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 do you do in terms of your cricket? Are you a batsman, uh, bowler? All rounder, but it's I play under fifteen, so I'm more expecting to be a bowler in under fifteens, and in under thirteens I'll be more of a batter. But it can depend because at youth level you're always treated as as an all rounder. What um you mentioned Marcus Ruskovic there. I can guarantee you, if you were say ten or fifteen years older, he would be your hero. Because he yeah. is a legend of Somerset. I can remember coming down to watch Yorkshire play there and he got he got a double century in one innings and maybe a hundred in the other. He seemed to be batting forever. He's <laughs> he's a pretty, pretty good player. Um are you have you got ambitions then to play yourself? Do you want to play for Somerset? Um, yeah. Um I do want to play for Somerset. But I think the most important thing is to enjoy your cricket. So at the moment, I was in the Somerset pathway and I wasn't really enjoying it. So this year, I'm not doing it. And I'm just looking to enjoy my cricket a bit more. Okay. And what was it that you weren't enjoying with the pathway? It was just a bit like they were making you into a player and you had to meet this criteria and you have to bowl this way, you have to bat this way, and it just didn't feel right. So you've, you've been a maverick then, and you've gone your own way. You're just going to enjoy mm-hmm. your cricket this summer. I want to talk to you a little bit, um, Jacob, about autism, because when your parents got in touch with me, they said that um, you, you, I, I, I took this as a compliment, but you were taking my podcast to bed with you, and it was helping you get to sleep. <laughs> because um, when I go to bed, I find it hard because... Um, a lot of people turn off at bed, but me, it's the other way around. I keep thinking about things in the day. And you, I, I, to be honest, when I go to bed, I listen to um, podcasts and, and radio and stuff like that to help me um, doze off. Is, is it the same with you? Because if you kind of relax into listening to something, you then end up just falling asleep, don't you? Yeah. yeah. So normally I have it on my Echo Dot um, and I play that and then I'm asleep and then it keeps replaying previous episodes um so that's why i'm not allowed to listen to it after mum and dad have gone to bed because it just keeps replaying through the night you do wonders for my listeners figures um (laughs) the um maybe maybe you're the only person ever listens to it and it just it's you just repeating it all the time um i i I, how does autism affect you in in terms of your everyday life because we i actually had a a guest on the cricket budget podcast um about 18 months two years ago who was autistic and he came on and he spoke very well about autism and how he's how cricket had helped him um meet people and be more social and 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 that kind of thing is that how you see it Yes, so I have high-functioning autism, which means I still I'm I can still access like learning at school well, but it can affect me socially and it makes me feel anxious quite a lot. So yeah. let's say I was going to a training session, and the normal person might feel a bit like, "Oh, who's going to be there?" But me, I'll be a bit worried. So you, um, you overthink things a little bit and, and yeah. yeah. 
It makes you a bit anxious, does it? Yeah. Yeah. And um, how, how does cricket help that? It just, it's somewhere to socialise and play and get away from everything. And like sometimes when I'm angry, the best thing to do is to go out and have a net and it takes your mind off everything. Yeah. I am. Um, uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, really sorry, but I can't remember the name of the gentleman. I was just trying to look through the Twitter, the um, po- previous podcasts, but if he's watching, I hope you're very well because it was a good episode that. Um, but, I'm really pleased the Cricket Badger podcast is something that uh, makes you doze off at night. Is it, is it that boring, Jacob? No, it's not. Um, I don't know why. It just It's just nice because it's quite a, like a, a, like a view which most people would have. And it just it, some podcasts are a bit like they don't reply to you. They don't interact with you. They're just a bit too professional. <laughs> whereas, whereas the Cricket Badger podcast isn't professional at all, is it? It is, but it's not. <laughs> I'm the person who does it. Um, I'm not going to reply to you. You almost do what I say. And I find some are. Andrew Edwards. He was the gentleman that came on episode number 257, quite a few episodes ago. Andrew was on talking about autism in cricket and how it had helped him um, with his life and uh, made him far more confident in social settings, just like you, Jacob, as well. Um, And it is a pleasure to see you in person because I've uh, I've spoken to you a bit on Twitter and obviously you did the uh, the jingles for me. And um, it's very nice to see you and very nice to have a chat with you. And it's very nice to welcome you into the set of fame. I, I think before we go and before we say goodbye today, I've got two jingles that you've done. I think we should do one now. You should do a, a jingle for the podcast that I can use in the future. So in your big, strong voice, biggest, strong voice, say something like, hello, I'm Jacob. I am the first person in the set of fame. I love listening to the Cricket Badger podcast. My name is Jacob and I am the first member of the set of fame. And I love listening to the Cricket Badger podcast. And I love listening to the Cricket Badger podcast. Perfect. I'll be able to edit that out, stick a little bit of music. Yeah, I've got your music and I've put that underneath it and that will appear on the Cricket Badger podcast in the future. You'll also go onto our website as the number one entrant into the set of fame. Jacob Lunn, it is a pleasure to welcome you to the set of fame. Thank you very much for your enthusiasm. Thank you for the big smile and the... Uh, Keep that passion going. Keep that love of cricket going and support Somerset in 2022. Brilliant to see you. And you. You are listening to the Cricket Badger podcast. Really lovely to catch up with Jacob there. You can see in his face how pleased he is. And not long after... um, I recorded that interview with Jacob. His dad got in touch with me and I've had a lot of... Twitter can be quite toxic at times and I've been involved in the Yorkshire racism stuff and various things and often think think I'm just whinging about things all of the time and some of the uh, comments you get are quite negative. So that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast was to try and remind myself really about why I love cricket and seeing Jacob there um, does remind me of why I got into this game and why it's such a fantastic sport. And Jacob's dad got in touch with me long after that interview and he sent me this message and this was... uh, a message I received, which just made me feel good. And I wanted to uh, read it out. I asked Matt if it was okay. And he said, yes. 
So this is the message that Jacob's dad sent me not long after chatting to Jacob. My wife and I just wanted to say a big thank you for giving Jacob his award. We are both very proud of him, as is his little sister, Bethany. Since listening to your podcast, not only has, he, has it helped him relax and go to sleep at night, it has also given him the confidence to express his views on cricket, of which he has many, to the outside world, because they listen and appreciate and accept his views on the sport. Jacob has struggled at times in life with his autism, often run, wondering where he will end up. But cricket has been one of his salvations. He goes to an autistic school and when he can keep his emotions and anxiety under control, is a very bright boy for 12 years old. His love of cricket has come from watching me play as he comes to all of my matches on a Saturday afternoon since he was eight years old. He has even last season become first team scorer, doing it on his iPad. He plays cricket for Cheddar under-15s and for Winscombe under-13s, where he bowls his leg spin and bats like a young Jeffrey Boycott, but he can't hit the ball if he has to. He did incredibly well to make the Somerset pathway under-10 and under-11 level, and this coming season, despite not making the pathway, he has been asked to train with the Somerset disability team, even though he's too young to play for them. He's a keen Somerset member, and we go to every match we can, which he enjoys and gets very passionate about, even though when things don't go well, his emotions get the better of him. Once again, thank you for involving Jacob in your podcast. I haven't told him I've sent you this message as he might be surprised or annoyed. You never quite know with Jacob. Well, thank you very much for that, Matt. And um, it's a pleasure to have the Lund family associated with this Cricket Badger podcast. And Jacob, be good to your dad. That message was sent from the heart and it was certainly taken that way. Yeah, really, really good to have Jacob as the first inductee into the Cricket Badger set of fame. Three more to come, so stay tuned. We'll find out who those people are. Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badgers think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badgers think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com. Quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com. Together, we save balls. Right then, let's move ahead and award the second place in the Cricket Badger podcast set of fame. And we might as well just bring her straight on, aren't we? Straight from Brazil. There she comes in, Roberta Moretti Avery. Roberta, how are you? I'm very good. Thank you very much. And uh, it's a pleasure to see you again. You've been on the podcast before talking about uh, Brazilian cricket and uh, everything that you get up to. But I'll just read out um, what I've written um, for why you've uh, been awarded a place in the Cricket Badger set of fame. Um, Roberta Moretti Avery. For services to cricket in Brazil, for engaging social media posts, um, for the way that you enjoy our wonderful game, for bringing through the next generation of Brazilian cricketers and for your leadership and coaching initiatives. Roberta, when I um, spoke to you before, it was really fascinating to hear about Brazilian cricket. Obviously, 
for most of us over in this part of the world, we think of Brazil and we think of football, as I said to you before. But following you on Instagram, seeing some of the stupid things and some of the, the great things you do on Instagram as well, um, your passion for cricket just shines through. And I, I've got a, a theory that if we could have a Roberta in every sort of town in the world, then cricket would be a better place. <laughs> well, you're right. I absolutely love cricket. And I think I think I, I, I need to share this passion with, with the whole world. I think the more the Brazilians see how fun cricket is and how, how good the environment is and how much fun we can have with it, more we can cont contaminate cricket for everyone else. And for the other countries that already love cricket, we want them to see that we play in Brazil. It's not only about football. So I guess it's a win-win for everyone. And I have fun doing it. I have fun playing it. I absolutely love to talk about cricket. And we can share a little bit with everyone else. How much, I mean, cricket badger is, uh, my definition of a cricket badger is somebody that's basically immersed in the game, passionate, enthusiastic, thinks about it a lot. How much of your day would you say do you think about cricket as a percentage Oh, that's tough. A lot. A lot more than I actually would like to confess. Uh, I would think cricket, talk cricket, rest for cricket, get prepared for cricket, eat for cricket, maybe 80-90% of my time. Uh, I actually was called the cricket badger on Twitter during the men's and women's ashes. I felt so proud. I was like, oh, <laughs> yes, I am. Absolutely love it. That's the highest praise you can get. Highest praise yes. you can get. Um, I mean, I, I, as I say, I, I follow you on Instagram, and uh, you, you kind of you, you do little videos of yourself training. I saw you doing your, your little wicket keeping drill the other day. Um, you kind of your batting practices and stuff, and then there's some silly bits as well. You were um, locked down for a little bit, and you were waiting for the women's ashes, and you kept complaining that it hadn't started yet. <laughs> yes, because. I had just come back from holidays and I didn't have any games happening. I was like, okay, now in Brazil, we are like 12, 13 hours ahead from the ashes, actually behind, yeah? So when I could sleep, when I needed to sleep, the games were happening. When I didn't need to sleep, I could be awake for the whole night. There were no games, nothing was happening. I was like, what am I going to do now with all this free time in isolation? Uh, what are we going to watch? So I ended up sleeping and then getting overtired when I came back because the ashes were happening and I needed to train anyway. And you're the captain of the Brazilian women's team, are you? Yes, I am. And how's that going? How are your team doing? Uh, we are very happy uh, because uh, we started playing tournaments again uh, last October. Uh, we played the ICC qualifiers. Now we are training 100% normal, back to normal, outside. Our English coach, uh, Leon Cook, is in Brazil as well. So life is back to normal, back into competition modes. And uh, I think coming back to that routine with the whole team and a group of young girls really made us not, not, not going to say going to full speed again. I think that's what we needed. And uh, after being contract in 2020 and going full lockdown, I think 2022 is going to be the first year that we're going to be able to be full on cricket with no stops and competitions happening normally. So it's watch this space when it comes to Brazilian cricket, isn't it? I know you've got a, a, a massive setup in terms of your coaching, going around and spreading the message, getting kids involved in cricket and um, boys and girls, you know, and, and what have you. Are you starting to see on a national level some of those kids coming through and playing now? Yes, 100%. Uh, it's cool because 
we started a social project, a community project here in Brazil around 2009 and 10. Uh, and within four years, uh, we had the first national women's plane from those social projects. And now we can see with 10 years of projects, we can see that 10 or 11 of the 14 contacted girls are from these community projects and they have such a good level and they have good technique uh, and they are in love with the game, they understand the game. So you can see how it was built over the years and how we can actually create this pathway for women, for boys, for men uh, to become uh, cricket players. So you can see how this pathway has grown over the years, but most of all, uh, we have 16, 17, year, 18 year olds playing a level of cricket that I didn't see when I started playing. So it makes us feel very proud uh, that to see boys and girls uh, loving the game like we do. And you can see that when you do your little um, social media bits with the squad there, you can see that everybody is taking it seriously, but having a lot of fun at the same time. There's a lot of smiles in that squad. <laughs> yes, we like, there's a song that we sing all the time in tournaments. It's called Alegria, which means joy. Brazilians love sports. Yes, we, we, we love Brazil. We love to play sports. And uh, what we wanted as a team is to make sure that we enjoy what we're doing. We don't want just be, to be playing because we are professional athletes. No, we want to play with heart, uh, with the heart in our sleeves, like you guys like to say. And uh, I think that joy comes through because of that. We want to make sure that we are playing because we want to be competitive. We are, we are professional athletes, but also because we love what we do. Uh, so this joy we don't ever want to bring is part of our uh, fundamentals, is part of our rules, is part of the things that we want to keep happening. Uh, it's our value, so we don't want to lose that. I can remember when we spoke before, you were talking about the, the women's, um, like a women's 220 or something, being in the Olympics would be a fantastic thing for you. Um, I know the, uh, the, English women's, uh, the English women are going to be playing in the Commonwealth um, Games coming up, but how much closer do you think cricket is to that? And is that a realistic prop possibility, do you think? I think so. Since, since when we last spoke, there has been some news that were a little bit more promising talking about 2028 for the Olympics. Uh, I, the Commonwealth is a very big step. Uh, I do believe it is a good step towards Olympics. And I think that's going to make the game so popular. For example, the last tournament that we played, um, the ACC qualifiers, it was broadcasted. So Brazilians could see the Brazil women's team play. And uh, that was such a big thing because my family could watch, for example. My family knows that I play cricket, but they don't really understand it. Uh, they just know that I play a different sport for Brazil and I'm passionate about it. But they were able to watch it. So the first weekend that I came back from the tournament, my whole family was talking about catching and runs and boundaries and what you do, a person gets out, another one comes in. And they, in a table of 15 people, everybody was talking cricket just because they were able to watch it. So imagine Olympics where you have every country, this huge broadcast, this huge amount of athletes, how much that can actually empower cricket to become bigger in every country, in every associate country. So uh, that accessibility is going to be massive for the game when it happens. So I, I'm, a, I, I'm a big believer that the Olympics is going to change our game uh, into a global powerhouse, uh, not only into countries that has already been developed. How much would it mean to you to, uh, for that to happen in your playing career and be able to lead Brazil out at, at an Olympics? 
Well, uh, for me, it would be a dream come true. Uh, when I was a teenager, to become a professional athlete was a dream. I didn't think it was going to happen uh, until I found cricket and uh, Brazil created this pro program. Uh, I always thought about being Olympics was something that would never happen. Uh, but now I believe that if cricket comes to the Olympics in 2028, maybe I have an opportunity of playing it. I'll be a little bit older, but I'm pretty sure that I work every day, every month, every year to make sure that I keep fit enough to play as long as I can. So why not, isn't it? I'll, keep, I'll try to keep that dream alive. And if I'm not over there as a player, I would love to be of, within the cricket Brazil uh, to be inspiring players for the next time that uh, we have an Olympics or something like that. I, will, I definitely will be involved with cricket in Brazil. To finish with, let's scroll back to the start. How did you get into cricket then? Because as we said, Brazil isn't necessarily thought of as a cricket nation. So what was it that actually made you pick up a bat for the first time? Well, uh, I, I lived in England for seven years. Uh, so when I was in England, I met an Englishman. His name is Richard. We got married and moved back to Brazil. Uh, when we were you, you, Brazil, you kidnapped him, did you? You took him back to Brazil with you? It wasn't difficult to convince. Come on, we have nice weather. <laughs> cheaper beer, uh, better football, why not? So uh, when we came back to Brazil, uh, the Englishman that runs Cricket Brazil, Matt Federson, was developing the project, and he invited my husband to be one of the coaches at the schools. I'm sorry. This, okay. The name of this job is Jimmy Anderson. He likes to bark, and he's <laughs> literally Jimmy Anderson. So uh, he was invited to be one of the coaches, And I said, you know what? I'm never going to play cricket. I read play golf. I don't want to be involved. But I started going to the softball games and I enjoyed it. And I had one good, good weekend and I had another one. And they were creating the women's team to play the national tournament. And uh, so I, I think I was part of that first group of players from my hometown to be playing a national tournament. So... The level was not that far away from what, what what I was doing, so I just fell in love with it. I always I was athlete before, so I just kept playing cricket, and uh, I I could never stop again. Uh, in six months, I was completely addicted to it, and uh, could never look back. It's absolutely superb to catch up with you again. It's a pity we haven't got longer because I've got to try and fit four people into this podcast. But Roberta, it's brilliant to see you. You can see in your face the passion for cricket that shines through. And that is why you are in the Cricket Badger um, set of fame. The first four that go in there, we're going to do this every Valentine's Day, every 14th of February going forward. But you're always going to be in there in the top four. And it's great to see you again. And congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm really happy to make to know that my passion shines through and it's a pleasure to talk to you again. My name is Jacob and I sent the Badger a message and now I'm on the podcast with this jingle. If you would like to get in touch with the Cricket Badger podcast, then tweet at cricket underscore badger. Two very good inductees then that we've spoken to, Jacob and Roberta. Uh, enjoyed chatting to them and we've got two more to come as well. And very pleased to say the third inductee, and they're in no particular order, they're all equal, is Annie Chave, editor of County Cricket Matters. I'll bring her on to the screen now. Annie, how are you? I'm I'm very well, thank you, uh, James. It's uh, lovely to be here in this hideous day. It's absolutely chucking it down outside. 
Well, I've been talking to you for a while about coming onto the Cricket Badger podcast, and finally, you're on. Yay! And uh, I'm sure we'll have you back on again to talk um, at greater detail about county cricket and various other things in the future. But you're on today because you are being inducted into the Cricket Badger set of fame for people that show a passion and enthusiasm for cricket, probably above and beyond the call of duty. Annie Chave. For services to county cricket in England, for being a vocal supporter of the game and demonstrating a passion and love of our wonderful sport that is infectious and engaging. Do you think that fits you? Well, I'm certainly a bit of a... I do go on a little bit um, (laughs) and a little bit about cricket. Um, And yes, it is very, very, very much my passion. So, um, yeah, I think I think that kind of sums it up a little bit. I'm enthusiastic. I've been asking people um, on a sort of daily basis, an average day, how how many percent would you say is devoted to thinking about cricket, cricket thoughts of some kind or other? Mm, God. I mean, since I've taken over the editorial um, of the magazine, probably mm, <laughs> probably getting on for 60% now. It's just, it, it, it does take over my life. My dinner table... My uh, waking thoughts, um, yeah, it's it's there. It's embedded. 60% and the other 40% is spent sleeping and dreaming about it. Pretty them. much, actually. <laughs> now, I, I do have a, a job in, in theatre as well, so I have to look at that a little bit as well. <laughs> or pretend to, at least. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, we, we got in, got together. If, no, it's Valentine's Day. We got together. Oh. <laughs> I've um, never met you, but we have talked a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, we, uh, when we started talking about the 100 and our, mm. our, our kind of suspicion of it in, in a, in a mm. bit of a degree and kind of the, those conversations and uh, allied with other people led to County Cricket Matters. Yeah. Uh, and it's important, isn't it? Yeah, for people like us who love the county game uh, and love our counties whether they're big counties little you know or or, or small counties county cricket is important and it's important for cricket in general and the international game a totally undermined um part of the game and yes absolutely james we got together and we both um it was you and i really wasn't it that just said this is this is um going to be um a real danger to county cricket and uh what we decided very quickly was that we wanted a platform for county cricket, you know, something that says, hey, I love county cricket. It, it doesn't get enough. So so the magazine is totally um, geared towards bigging it up and um, just celebrating it. And uh, it, I, I feel like it probably is the only platform. I mean, the Cricketer, Wisdom, they both do a really decent amount of county cricket. I'm absolutely not knocking them, but they they do other parts of cricket. This mm. is this is absolutely, you know, 95% county cricket um, with a little bit of grassroots here and there and stuff. And, and it's amazing how many people I get sort of writing to me and emailing me, sending me cards saying, this is so important to us. It's so important. And uh, you're, you know, loads of people I speak to say, keep doing what you're doing. It's really, really important. You know, uh, I get the odd negative comment, um, but generally it's it's really, really uh, full on. This is so important. And and the, these are, are, you know, it's got such a terrible reputation as three men and a dog and they're all 
147 years old. You know, it it's not like that. It is not like that. All right, some counties might have might struggle, but even so, they're still people. They're still, you know, old people are still people. They bloody work their way through life and and they deservedly take their retirement and uh, enjoy the cricket. And what, what we've seen, COVID accelerated this process to some degree, but what we've seen over the last couple of seasons is um, the streaming. Because mm. not everybody who has a job and has, a, has a, a normal life can get to county cricket, county championship matches every day of the week. But oh. what they can do is hide the stream outside the view of their boss and watch the, watch the matches during their office hours, can Absolutely. they? Absolutely. It's been a lifesaver. I know my dad is just, you know, hooked on it, for example, my son. Um and, and I watch it as much as I can if I can't get to a go. It's, it's fantastic. And it, it's been, you know, every year it gets better. It's been really, really well received. And yeah. a, a mutual acquaintance of ours, Nakul Pandey, gave me yeah. a, bit of, a bit of software where you could get every single game on yes, your screen yes. at the same time. <laughs> yes, and he that, said that to me. <laughs> that, that sent me a dizzy, but it was like it was like um, being a kid in the... It was like, oh, watch that ball. Then there's another ball going on there. It was, it was crazy, mm. but it was great. Fantastic. Mm. Yeah, and, and, and it's and the numbers that come through from the streaming as well, Annie. Huge. It belies the one man in his yeah. dog kind of image yeah. of county cricket because there's a lot of people care about the county championship but just can't get there. Yeah, so many people, uh, and you know it's it's that that endless circle, isn't it? Okay, nobody goes to watch the county cricket. It's not popular. Well, nobody goes usually because it's on midweek, yeah. and when only people who are retired can go. I mean, I I take days off my work as much as I can that my holidays I, I don't I haven't been abroad for years you know they are they are um county cricket games um but that's my choice and and that you know a lot of people can't do that so um yeah of course it's it's a catch situation there's nothing you know I, I'm glad to see that um some of the fixtures this year are certainly the early ones funnily enough um, of uh, going over the weekend. Um, well, you got when you've got to wear a coat. Well, yeah, 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 yeah absolutely, James. I, I, you know, I have this big theory that if they're going to have the hundred, that they should really put it at the beginning of the season um, as an introduction. Put it in April. You know, fanfare. This is the cricket season. If they, if the ECB are really keen to get. Um, kids playing and participation you need to put it on at the beginning of the season and then the kids will it will filter down to other at the moment it's at the end of you know there's no kids cricket after the hundred so they watch it and then it's gone you know I thought I mean after our discussions when the hundred was first rumored to be coming and then obviously crept upon us like a juggernaut um <laughs> I I couldn't see any positives in it at all. It all seemed to me to be undermining the county game, sidelining the county game, the 18 counties, and um, taking centre stage in the English season. I, I have to admit, after kind of seeing, I, I thought I have to watch some of these. I can't slag this off if I don't actually watch any. Um, so I did watch some, and I thought the graphics were absolutely revolting. There was some good cricket played. It's bat and ball. There's going to be some good cricket played, some good cricket shots played. I thought, for me, the one... Um, thing that was a definite positive was the women's, the exposure of the women on on free to air television and getting almost like a level playing field, not in wages, but in terms of maybe exposure. <laughs> the women's game, I think, benefited, but I didn't see too many other advantages to me. Yeah, I mean, of course, I mean, women actually got paid 
for for example um and and they got a, a huge amount of coverage um you know because of the way it, you know that fell in it accidentally didn't it because it wasn't going to be that way um but also um it's great for the women's game, as I, I've said to lots of people. Fantastic, but it's not good. I, I know a lot of county players um, that had, for the whole of the season, had four games, four T20 games because of the 100. They used to play more often than that. And for them, if they're not elite players, that was really tough. And and I, I know a few that were really, really struggling and, and have dropped out of the game, therefore. And um, you can it, see that with the men as well, because if yeah. you're a, if you're a red ball player, uh, and mm. there are in county cricket people that specialise in the red ball, mm. and they basically start in the cold of April and May, mm-hmm. they're then hardly needed through to August and September. So they have a, the biggest chunk of the season. They're either playing second team, yeah. No, that can't be healthy, can it? No, no, and uh, I, I know that there was. There were problems in the in the Somerset changing room after, not necessarily in the changing room, obviously, but um, there was trouble in in the Somerset group. You know, for people. Is that... this an exclusive, Annie? You're going to tell the girls one out? No, not at all. It's just that um, you know some people, you know, did feel aggrieved. Of course, they did, and and when you look at something, for, um, just using Somerset, obviously, because uh, I am a Somerset girl, but. Um, the difference in uh, Tom Abel's average before the 100 and after is massive. I, I've got it written down somewhere, of course, I don't have it on me. But, it, you know, I mean, he's just one example. It's it's not consistent. But, yeah, actually, you need your captain. And he was on – He we were flying at the beginning of the season. And then you take out six weeks or your team go all over the place and you come back and – it's disjointed and it's yeah. it's difficult and and for fans we had you know a few uh one day matches which were which were good and well um you know the people a lot of people came to see the um one day matches at somerset but um uh you know it it isn't the same if you're a county championship fan and you want to see you know red ball in the summer when it should be played uh, because of so many reasons, not least the, the you know, the pitch. Uh, and we've seen um, what happens in uh, the Ashes when we haven't had enough players that um, have played on decent pitches. Um, yeah. So, um, that, that, you know, that that is when red ball should be being played. Um, and it's not. And it's a real, it's, it is, as we were, fear, as we feared, James, it, it hasn't been it hasn't been positive, and, and George DeBell just put out an article about um, the fact that the counties are saying, well, "Where's this extra money? Where you know, where is yeah. all this one point three? Oh, it's it's uh, it's not um, it's not filtering through in the same way because of, of lower crowds at, at the other um, formats because, of course, they're not in the peak of the season, so." I, I think it's a really worrying time for for us mm. county cricket fans, and um, yeah, obviously support your counties if you can. Buy your memberships, buy your tickets, and support your counties. And buy county cricket matters. Annie, how do people get hold of it if they haven't already discovered the joys of county cricket matters? Yeah, fancy that, eh? Um, it's uh, it's on my website. Uh, it's countycricketmatters.com. And uh, you can subscribe or you can get single copies. A subscription is £13. 
including postage for four editions. Um, the next edition is the 1st of March. Well, it's going to printers on the 1st of March, so very soon. Um, and, you know, it's growing in strength, in popularity, got some really good writers, um, had some really good interviews. Um, yeah, interviewed some of the greats like Barry Richards and uh, David Gower, for example. So, yeah, you, you're missing out if you haven't got one. Yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing with your lives? Yeah. Um, yeah. We, when we when we first started talking, we were kind of opposed the hundred, and we made a decision, Annie, that we were going to be celebrating county cricket, as you yeah. say, rather than being a negative influence. Mm. We're going to try and be positive mm. about the county game, and mm. uh, let's so let's finish on that basis. What mm. is great about cricket? When if you can actually sum up in a paragraph, what turns you on? What makes you passionate about cricket as a sport? What is it? I think there's there's just it's not straightforward, is it? You you can go to football and you can you know there's goals ever there's you know it's it's just about scoring goals or something you know but but with cricket there's so many different um, elements to it and and what I love more than ever is turning up at the start of a match before anything's happened. It's a clean sheet. You just don't know what's going to happen and uh, you're sat in the stands and uh, you're thinking. Who's going to open? Uh, who are the bowlers going to be? What's the weather doing? Where are we going to be by tea? Uh, you know, when do the spinners come into play? It, there's there's just so many elements, and it and it's wonderful, and it's not and and instead of like the hundred, it's not all about six hitting and and uh, you know trying to get as many. It, it's there's so many contests. It's there's contests within contests um, in cricket, and it's multi-dimensional just just fantastic and and also you're there with a load of people who you probably haven't ever met before but by the end of the day they're your best mates you know I, I was worried there. I was going to have to fade you out because you have to think, I think you can carry on <laughs> yeah, for about three weeks in terms of that, can you? Um, Ali Chave, lovely to have you on the podcast. Lovely to have you as an inductee, as one of the uh, yes, um, thank people, you. The first four into the set of fame. Three very good companions as well in the list. We'll find out who the final one is in just a second. But Ali, great to see you and uh, enjoy the season. Thank you. I I intend to. You too. It's that Badger style. Let's move on then to the final inductee into the Cricket Badger podcast set of fame. And it's a pleasure to welcome him back onto the podcast. It's uh, Jason Gillespie, former Australian test player, current coach. Dizzy, how are you? I'm well, thanks, James. Hope all's well with you there, mate. Very good indeed, mate. Thank you very much. And uh, I uh, I told you that you've been inducted into this. Uh, Valentine's Day every year, we're going to bring on people into the set of fame which are that show a passion for cricket that show a, an enthusiasm for cricket and that's something that's always struck me with you that you've always been not just a player and you obviously made money out the game it's been employed you and everything else but you love it as well don't you oh the yeah the passion i i have for cricket um it's the the fire was lit oh, age six i think i think watching dennis lily steam in for australia in the uh, very early 80s, um, just just lit that spark, really did. And um, I've had a love affair with this great game ever since, James. And, um, yeah, with each day, I, I think I, I just love the game even more. And, you know, it's I've been very thankful, very grateful for what cricket has done for me. Um, 
you know, I've seen the world. I've um, I've met some wonderful people. Um, it's just been it's been an honour to be part of the game and uh, in some small way. And um, you know, whatever I can do to help the game grow and develop uh, for me is 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 really important. Just do what you did for me a few seconds ago before we press record and just pan around behind you because you've got a beautiful view from where you are. There's some kangaroos yeah, down there as well, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah. Looking out here, there's a couple of kangaroos just on the golf course there. Um, yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're in the middle of getting our backyard renovated at the moment, so it's looking like a bit of a bomb site, but uh, <laughs> we, we're getting there slowly. But, no, nah, it's beautiful. We live down on the south coast, uh, about 80 k's out of, out of Adelaide, in a sleepy little town called Normanville. It's uh, it's just a wonderful part of the world. Yeah, it looks absolutely marvellous. The reason that, uh, that I've written some words here, um, Jason Gillespie, um, the reason you've been inducted into the set of fame for services to cricket, for being an inspiration to Indigenous Australians, for displaying a love for our wonderful game, both as a player, coach and an obvious fan. Um, you were, for quite some time, the only Indigenous person to have, uh, in Australia to have played Test cricket for Australia. Scott Bullen's obviously joined you in there. I'd imagine that you're quite happy with that, are you? Oh, absolutely delighted uh, to see Scott um, do what he did. First of all, he, he earned that opportunity through, you know, a decade of, of hard work for, for Victoria. Uh, he played well bowling um, really well for his state, home and away for many years. Thoroughly deserved and earned that opportunity. And, and wow, didn't he make the most of it? Um, <laughs> You know, that inning six for seven. Uh, I think everyone was in a little bit of disbelief. Um, but, you know, everyone sees that one moment of when he gets that six for seven. But I, I suppose people don't see all the hard work and the, the effort that goes into 10 years as a pro um, to reach that moment. Um, so you know, might, people might say, oh, well, that's lucky or that's a fluke or whatever. But it certainly was the hard work, the effort that's been put in over a long period of time toiling away for Victoria, um, got his opportunity and in front of his adoring MCG crowd made the absolute most of it. And, you know, he's a proud Indigenous man uh, like myself. And, um, yeah, it's, it's great to not be the uh, only one and, and hoping that Scott and I are, I suppose, in Test Cricket, the first of many, um, you know, Aboriginal Australians that can, can play Test Cricket for our wonderful country. I'll steer you away from the ashes. I wish I'd not brought up Scott Boland because um, <laughs> we don't want to talk about the ashes in England. But the um, you are, I mean, you mentioned being a proud Indigenous man. I had you on the podcast before and we talked about that a little bit more in detail, but it's something that really matters to you, isn't it? Oh, it, it's, it's who I am. <laughs> it's part of our DNA. It's, it's our family. Um, so, of course, it, it really does matter. It, it's, it's important. Uh, I think it's important to, to have a bit of an understanding and, and know where you come from. Um, I'm still learning all the time, James. You know, I'm far from knowing everything that's going on in this wonderful world of ours, um, but I'm certainly learning uh, all the time. And um, But, yeah, it, it's part of part of who we are. My father, my late father, uh, worked in uh, Aboriginal legal rights for many years. My One of my brothers, one of my younger brothers, is still working uh, Aboriginal legal rights movement here in South Australia. Um, as a field officer, um, you know, he, he, he sees that as incredibly important work. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's great. But, um, you know, being, being Indigenous man is something I'm unbelievably, incredibly proud of and, you know, something our family uh, hold very close to our hearts. 
Cricket Australia seem to be making strides forward in that respect as well. And I saw your little video that South Australia put out ahead of your big bash campaign where you took the lads down and you were making them boomerangs and uh, learning about the culture and what have you. I mean, stuff like that, it, it, it looks like a little bit of a PR stunt and probably to some degree it is. But it's also important, isn't it, that people kind of discuss things like that and start to understand what makes other people tick. Yeah, it's a, it just it just raises awareness, doesn't it? It starts a conversation, and the, our our players at the Adelaide Strikers absolutely loved it. They love that spending that hour, um, you know, just learning a little bit about um, Indigenous culture, um, learning what, what why uh, boomerangs were made and what they were for, and um, make them, uh, decorate them, throw them, learn how to throw them. And the lads just had a ball. They had a good time and that was really important. They learnt something and they had a bit of fun. Um, and, yeah, I suppose learning a little bit of history, uh, I think it's just just fantastic. Um, and more of it, you know, I mean, Adelaide Strikers, we put a lot of time and effort and uh, in, in the Indigenous space and, you know, we have the barefoot circle. Um, there's a lot of, I suppose, um, there's been a lot of talk about equality in the world over the last couple of years, hasn't there? And and what's what what are good ways for uh, sporting organisations, cricket teams, to show their support for equality uh, and everything? And and we've had some really good, robust discussions as a as a franchise, as a team. Um, and we want to link in, you know, have a real Australian theme to that. And you know, we come up with the barefoot circle. Uh, which shows pays our respects, um, shows that we're acknowledging country, we're wanting to learn more, um, we're wanting to uh, show show people that the Adelaide Strikers, um, you know, are continually understanding and continuing that conversation, and I, I think that's really really important. Going back to your love of cricket, Dizzy, how many, how, what percentage of the day would you say you think you have cricket in your mind at some stage? Because um, I, I imagine it's quite a high percentage. It's pretty high. Um, one of my ways to switch off, I must admit, is I, I'm a massive Seinfeld fan, and uh, I'll I'll put Seinfeld or old reruns of Seinfeld or old reruns of Friends. Uh, later in the evening to unwind before bed, and they're probably the few times where I'm not thinking cricket. But the rest and you can, of the you time, you can guarantee I'm, as well in in Seinfeld, Dizzy, and in Friends, there's no mention of cricket, is there? Very little, very rare <laughs> times. Um, I suppose it depends what's going on in our in our cricket world. But but no, look, I, I love the game. Um, you know, I, I'm I just want to help players. I want to help coaches i want to help teams get better if i can have some sort of role um you know for me that's really important if i and you know if i can't help i'll do everything i can to find someone that can and you know for me that's that's what it's about um it's as simple as that you know we, we learn all the time um for me that that's just it's just the game i just love the game so much final question Diz, before i let you go um i i obviously kind of worked in and around cricket and, and you've been far more in dressing rooms than I have, but I get the impression with cricketers that some are like us and our cricket badges or cricket nuffies, as you'd say in Australia. Um, and some are, as soon as they leave the dressing room, cricket's behind them and they go off and they experience life in, in their way. Um, not everybody is as immersed in it as, as we are. 
No, I don't think they are. I mean, look, let's, there are times when I, I suppose you can switch off relatively quickly after after a game or a training session. Uh, more often than not, we don't. Um, but look, everyone's different, and I think that's the beauty of life, isn't it? That that not everyone um, has the same experiences or has the same thoughts and feelings. And I think that that diversity is wonderful uh, to have. Some people are. You know, all consumed and um, you know, just completely and utterly in love with the game. I, I know, look, I know when I was coaching in the UK and coaching Yorkshire, I'd watch, a, I'd be there the whole day's play of a county day, and then I'd go home and I'd be watching cricket on TV at night wherever there was cricket played around the world, and then I'd do it all again the next day. And um, I'm still that way now. I mean, I, I've had a day off here. I've got first thing in the morning. We've got a. a uh, preview meeting and training before a game on Tuesday. We've got a 50 over game Tuesday, but there's a there's a one day international a T20 international on at the moment, uh, Australia v Sri Lanka at the SCG. And guess what I'm doing? I'm watching that. Uh, um, much to my wife's angst, I think she wants the TV. She wants to watch something else. But too bad, cricket's on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was going to ask you about whether we'll ever see you in Yorkshire again or in English county cricket again. But looking at that backdrop, why would you? Because that looks absolutely beautiful, mate. It's a, a terrific part of the world and uh, you look very, very happy down there. So I've got no reason to drag you back to England. But it's been lovely to catch up with you. Welcome to the set of fame. You're one of the first four to go in there. All different types of people. And that's what we're trying to celebrate. It's not just professional cricketers that love the game. It's not just journalists that love the game. There are plenty of avenues into cricket and you can enjoy it any which way you can. Um, and it's a pleasure to have you in the set of fame. It's good to see you, mate. Thanks, James. Thanks to, for having me. I mean, in answer to your question, I look, I, I'm a career coach. I'm, I'm 46 years of age. I've got a lot of cricket left in me, so to speak, and uh, and helping players and helping teams get better. Um, never say never. Uh, I do love county cricket. I think it's, um, you know, it, it cops a little bit of stick here and there um, from time to time, but I think it's a wonderful product. It's a wonderful competition. And I think... It um, is a great vehicle for um, cricketers to go and progress their game. And, um, you know, and I certainly love it. One day I'd love to be involved in county cricket again. Uh, absolutely. I, I love uh, English county cricket. Um, it's just fantastic. It gave me a real leg up. Um, it holds a very, very special place in my heart. So one day you may see me, uh, see me back in, uh, in the UK. I'll be good to see you. And uh, if you ever want to swap my little flat in Bradford for that backdrop, I'm more than happy to do a house exchange. <laughs> James, you're always welcome, mate. If you get yourself over to Australia, you're more than welcome to come and stay down here in Normanville with me. It's that Badger style. I've really enjoyed putting this podcast together. Congratulations and welcome to the set of fame to all of the four inductees that we've gone through on this message. We'll be doing this every 14th of February, bringing four more people with an enthusiasm, passion and a light that shines brightly for cricket to the four. Jacob Lunt, congratulations. Roberta Moretti Avery, congratulations. Annie Chave, welcome. And Jason Gillespie, congratulations to you too. It's been a pleasure to talk to all four of you. I hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Cricket Badger podcast. There'll be plenty more to come. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.